1: You are
2: about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America on air and on the World Wide Web. This is the Rob Carson Show.
3: And by the grace of God, it is finally Friday. Friday. And we've got a loaded show for you. Including some uh, audio from uh, Eric Adams yesterday, and I, and I do feel bad for the uh, good people of New York who didn't vote Democrat and don't do- vote Democrat because the Democrat Party, and the same goes with Seattle and Portland and San Francisco and all of the places that Democrats have made into a uh, living hell. Uh, and uh, so uh, Eric Adams in uh, between a rock and a hard place, and, and uh, last night Eric Bowling on Newsmax shared uh, audio of uh, Eric Adams from just a year or two ago, where he was he was uh, the king of Sanctimony City. He was like, "Oh yeah, we allow anybody to come here." And now that his policies have acti- actively uh, impacted his city then all of a sudden, uh, you know, things are bad. And there's a there's a bunch of different instances of this. A, a major anti-cop uh, city council person in uh, Minneapolis uh, was nearly murdered in front of her children in her driveway when four thugs tried to uh, steal her car. And now she's changing her tune. Well, you're too bad, so sad. Call another number if you need help. If you don't think the police are any good, yeah, that's your problem. You know, you got this, uh, there was a place in uh, San Francisco or something the other day, it was a bakery, and they said, no police officers. No police officers in uniform can come in here, no guns, blah, blah, blah. And I said, oh, that's okay. Uh, Then I believe if you reject the police as authorities, then the police should be able to say, we won't respond when you get robbed. Doesn't that make sense? If the police are so bad, if the police need to be defunded, why do they have to be defunded in neighborhoods where black people are shot a lot? But in your neighborhood, city councilwoman, when something happens, suddenly you're down with the police and down with a crackdown. See, that's how it works. That's how Democrats usually operate. So we're gonna get into uh, all of that uh, as the uh, as the show continues to progress. I uh, had, uh, got a note from my boss, Lee. And uh, Lee uh, uh, enjoyed the story uh, that I shared yesterday, and I said that, you know, CNN is not covering Joe and Hunter Biden's uh, uh, illegality, right? And, uh, and so, for some reason, they think that no one would even consider watching something else or considering the facts. Um, and uh, so, uh, they did the survey about whether or not you think Joe and Hunter Biden are corrupt, essentially, even though they're not covering the story, why, why would they? Why would they do a poll for a story they're not covering? It doesn't make any sense. Well, to me, this sounds like a network that's grasping at straws. They're literally doing a poll to see if they should cover something. That's that's really what it's all about. They did a poll. So the CNN poll, 61% of Americans believe that then-VP Biden had some involvement in Hunter Biden's business dealings. 42% responding that Joe acted illegally. 66% of respondents said Joe Biden's actions are related to his son Hunter's business dealings in Ukraine and China were illegal. This is a CNN poll. This should embarrass CNN beyond belief. But I want them to keep doing what they're doing because... And I think it's going to happen sooner rather than later. All of the people who parroted this nonsense about all of the craziness of the last couple of years, including MSNBC, CNN, ABC, CBS, NBC, all of it. They're going to be relegated to the bin of history as propagandists who betrayed their duty as stewards for the First Amendment. All right. Fifty five percent said that President Biden has acted inappropriately regarding a federal investigation into his son compared to 44 percent who said they acted appropriately. And by the way, more people than not, by a huge majority, believe the prosecution of Donald Trump is political. And that's why they spent yesterday on CNN talking about how uh, it's unavoidable. Joe Biden is a sucky candidate. And uh, it appears we're kind of stuck with them. So there was that. And then Jim uh, Jim Gossett and I decided to collaborate this morning on this.
4: Just sit right back and you'll hear a tale, a tale of a president (laughs) who's bankrupting our nation with the trillions that he spent. His son is a crooked businessman. His crimes, you know them well. His dad has put this nation through three years of hell. Three years of hell. Bing! Joe's poll numbers are getting rough. The ship is sinking fast. If we had fair elections, Joe would come in last. Joe would come in last. The S.S. Biden is a wreck. It's been one for a while with Kamala and KJV. Janet Yell is a man. <laughs> Mayorka sucks The economy How it takes All of Joe Biden's wives Nice,
3: that is nice Wow, wow, kaboom it, I just wrote, I, I came up with that this morning I said, you know, we ought to do You know, hat tip to you Gen Xers and, uh, and boomers uh, When television was just goofy and fun uh, and so I said, how about Gilligan's Island? Here's an idea. Let's run through the castaways. And I sent it to Jim. And what does he do? He throws it together. Oh, my God. So good. Uh, Jim's going to be in concert, by the way, uh, live Saturday, the 16th of this month at Logan's Roadhouse in McDonough, Georgia, right outside of Atlanta. So you can uh, call this number if you want tickets. You're in and around Atlanta. Uh, 678-829-SHOW. Six seven eight eight two nine show to see Jim Gossett in concert. I got to tell you, wow, wow, wow! In Colorado, a watchdog group filed a lawsuit to ban uh, Donald Trump from uh, the Colorado Republican primary ballot, arguing that his candidacy is prohibited under a clause in the U.S. Constitution that disqualifies officials from public office that have participated in an insurrection. Now we already know that he was uh, he was impeached for it and, and exonerated. We already know that the kangaroo court January the sixth court uh, they never found anything and they they were able to selectively edit all the video and they were able to do this and they were to cover up evidence and all that nonsense so this is a, this is another attempt now, by the way it's the is the citizens for responsible and ethics in Washington uh, which was founded in 2003 to counter judicial watch <laughs> How's that working for you there, uh, citizens for responsible legal legal ethics in Washington? Not so good. Not so good. They want to argue under Section 3 of the 14th Amendment, Trump must be removed from the ballot. He violated the oath. No, because there was no evidence, you morons. And there still hasn't been any evidence of that. And uh, it's it's going to fall by the wayside. And the more you keep poking this fire, the more you keep poking this pit bull, the more you're going to get bit. That's all I got to say. Let's go to Brian in West Friendship. Hello, Brian. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today?
5: Hey, good to hear from you, Rob. That, that was excellent, that uh, Gilligan's Island. Uh, Wasn't that oh, good? Man, that was good. That I'm going to play fantastic. that again. My wife's like, What are you laughing about while I'm on hold? And I'm like, oh, you... It was great. great. Hey, um, I just am calling because you were talking about Christy Nome and, and some of the comments she's made recently with Trump coming into town. Um, and I'm hearing a little bit more rumbles from people talking about Nome as a potential VP. So follow my logic, and this is the problem with our politicians in general, but follow my logic. So the Sea Island group of, like, establishing Republicans, you know, Sea Island, sea Georgia, they originally had DeSantis and Nome as the ticket for their best outcome.
6: Really? But I,
5: I'm seeing DeSantis as essentially done. Right? I think a lot of people see that. So I'm seeing Nome now kind of position herself, cozying up to, to uh, Trump to be that 2024 VP option. But I'm concerned she'd be just as, as bad as Mike Pence was in, in terms of really helping um, Trump. And the reason why do you –
3: yeah, why? I wonder why you feel that way, because I'm not getting that vibe at all. I know,
5: I know, she sounds great. But here's the, the, the big club of Republicans in the G O P E, little e, establishment, they always play the long game. And here's the other thing, Christy Nome and Senator John Thune. Here's where it all comes together. Our compatriots from South Dakota, right? John, to... John, John Thune is a copy of Mitch McConnell, and I believe John Thune is going to be replacing Mitch McConnell very soon. You really? get Thune in there, you're not going to have anything different than what the McConnell is. Yeah. My concern is if if you know Thune is going to be a senator, that uh, you know taking over McConnell. And Nome is a VP I could see this Thune and Nome thing kind of undermining the Trump policy sort of like Pence and McConnell did in his first term so that well, that's, I, look I don't know there's just a lot of nonsense that we always see around Trump and we all can agree that there were a lot of not great people that were surrounded by him but a lot of those put in by rhinos and G- GOP establishment.
3: Well, Brian, I understand. And listen, uh, right now, trust is a commodity that is very, very in high demand right now. Uh, you know, everything is about trust right now. I talked to you about how people left Fox News when they fired Tucker because they don't trust him exactly. anymore. They do. And the same goes, guys, all it takes is one strike for people who are America first. Populous, whatever uh to you know if you one strike that shows you are not an america first constitutional candidate you will be done i haven't seen that from her she does come from the same state where john thune happens to be a senator but i think it ends there i think she's running that state she's running that state very well brian yeah i'm not saying
5: she isn't but there's just yeah, you're right. Trust is a commodity. It's uh got your
3: spider okay. sense up, bro. You got your conservative spider sense going. <laughs> I do. We'll see what happens. All right, man. Thanks. Thanks for the call. I do appreciate it. Yeah, you know, people don't trust. They don't trust. Here, this is interesting. Biden behind Trump by one point, trailing Nikki Haley by six. It's kind of interesting. Another shocking poll for Joe shows two thirds of Democrats want another option. Seventy three percent of Americans are seriously concerned about his mental. Com- competence. 73% of Americans are concerned about his mental competence. Yesterday on CNN, they were just concerned about his age. This this is becoming a bleep storm, guys. This is glorious. I mean, we should have a bleep storm warning. It looks like we're at a bleep storm watch, and apparently yesterday it became a bleep storm warning. I'm thinking this could be a cat five bleep storm for uh, Joe Biden and the Democrats. And the glorious thing about it is, is no matter how c- they appear when they when they're on television, and no matter how much you know they've been able to control the narrative and and uh, and shut down people and and uh, see us censored and all of that. Every morning, Democrats wake up in a flop sweat, realizing that Joe Biden is the dude, and all of the networks who've been parroting Joe Biden for the last three, four years, or even his entire career, are waking up and realizing, holy crap, we've been on the wrong side of history. And uh, and I think they're going to be made to look like fools. I, I really, really, really do. A couple of sound bites before we move on here real quick. This is uh, Laura Trump uh, talking about CNN yesterday and uh, their day of mourning, realizing that, uh, of course, Joe Biden isn't capable of running again and being the president for four more years. You
7: see a poll like this come from, of all places, CNN. I think it just shows you that despite all the damage they have tried to do to my father-in-law, the damage that they're obviously doing to this country, people are waking up. I think every single time we've seen an indictment drop against Donald Trump, it has shaken people awake. People can't go back to sleep then, once they're awake once you see it, you don't unsee it and i think the jig is up for a lot of the the marketing arm for the uh democrat party the mainstream media i mean the whole system rigged in their favor and they're and they're still somehow losing at this
3: yeah everything they've had everything they've even had freedom of speech man they even we haven't had government agencies involved in censoring our speech for years for like seven or eight years but particularly the last three years they've had everything and they're still losing this is a berlin wall moment kids This is the Berlin Wall coming down, and you and I are standing on it. And CNN and Joe Biden and the Democrats and the establishment uh, of both parties, they're on the East German side. They are. This is what is happening. I am. I love it. I think it's glorious. Uh, and one of the number one reasons why there is this uh, this uh, rebellion, why there is this new revolution, is fairly obvious, according to Laura Trump.
7: And, and look, I think the more information that comes out about the Biden family, and yeah. quite frankly, I think the more people go to the grocery store, can't afford groceries, yeah. are still filling up their gas tanks to astronomical prices. They see the influx of people just pouring over our southern border and fentanyl killing people by... A hundred thousand Americans a year. Yep. The more they're going to say, we have to change course, and we remember Reality. how much better it was with Donald Trump.
3: Yeah. yeah, and and every time I post a video of a trip to Walmart, and that's where I shop, guys. You know, I'm I'm not uh, not unsophisticated. I do know how to cook, and I do, you know, and I. Uh, but I, I choose to shop at Walmart. It's close to me, and and honestly, some of the, the you know, I I, sh- I go to Aldi and and Walmart, and you know, you can you can take the ma- the boy out of the trailer park, but you can't take the trailer park out of the boy. Out. <laughs> But I go there because it's uh, economical. I'm never going to stop looking for yellow stickers, stuff on sale. I'm not going to do that. But you don't see those yellow stickers anymore, and the price of everything else is going up. Let's take a break and come back. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. So Peter Navarro, convicted... by a jury on two counts of criminal contempt of Congress. Meanwhile, uh, you got uh, uh, literally every Biden official who is brought before Congress lies to Congress, literally commits perjury in front of Congress. But, uh, yeah, he failed to comply with a subpoena by the January the 6th Kangaroo Court, which resulted in nothing, absolutely nothing. He was held in contempt by Congress, along with former White House communications aide Dan Scavino. He said last night, if I have to go to prison, I'll go for prison. Uh, Cool. Uh, you know, uh, honestly, how can you hold a contemptible organization in contempt? You know, that's kind of what I want to think. I would say that the January the 6th committee are the most contemptible group of people you could ever imagine. Uh, but anyway, that's uh, that's what happened. Uh, former White House advisor Steve Bannon convicted two counts of criminal contempt of Congress for similarly failing to comply with a January the 6th. Yawn, yawn, yawn. Oh, a million dollars has been raised for Rudy Giuliani's defense being reported. I believe Donald Trump had a hand in that. So that's pretty cool. Uh, let's go to John in San Francisco. John, welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's up, bud? You and I. Oh, can't hear you. Hello? Go ahead. Hello? Yes, sir, go ahead. Yeah, Rob. Rob. I know it's not the first time you used the phone because you called about a week ago.
8: Yeah, so what do we got going on in L.A.? I'm sorry, I was just on the phone with another friend who's a real estate agent in Los Angeles. It's, it's an S show. Everything's an S show. Sorry
3: to right? you interrupt your call. Yes, go ahead.
8: So <laughs> what What do you think? Like, it's Democrats and donkeys. I mean, like, what is going on in this
3: country now?
8: Like, how are we going to go take, sorry, I was on the phone with one of my good friends who's a real estate broker in Los I, Angeles.
3: I'm and okay. We are I'm okay. And being on hold, you got to do other things. You can't just sit there and wait for Rob Carson to answer the phone. But go ahead.
8: No, but what we've got is literally, Rob, so we've got, like, the Democrats. They're out of control. They're literally out of control. They've wrecked California. They've wrecked these entire states. And what no one understands is, how are we going to go take this back, Rob? I totally agree with you. Where all these other Republicans should drop out, all these other guys should drop out. We should focus on how do we go take back this country. Because California is, is, we're like the beta test. We're like the beta dummy. We're like the idiot Gavin Newsom, which they're probably going to put up instead of Biden. But how can we say, no, we cannot do this? This is like the beta test that this is like the wrong thing. What do you think?
3: Well, um, the the cities that are involved—San Francisco, uh, L.A., uh, New York City—are going to uh, e- they're going to have so much suffering that it is overwhelming that people actually turn. That's already happening. That's happening in places like New York. You've got Staten Island saying they want to uh, they want to secede from the boroughs, and and I don't blame them. You've got places like uh, Woodstock, Georgia, wanting to secede from Atlanta, uh, and this is this there is a populist movement. The last people who will see it are people who live in bastions that are uh, you know Marxist-socialist like uh, San Francisco or Minneapolis, and the pain will become so overwhelming that the people eventually turn. Uh, But they're going to be the last to receive this, and I, I actually consider it a blessing, John. I'm sorry that you live in San Francisco, but I would rather have this happen than the country be divided in two, where we become two nations, one Marxist- socialist, and one constitutional principles, because what What happened is within the year, the socialists would come streaming across the border begging. And what we're doing is we're seeing a microcosm of what would happen if the country decided to bed down and disregard the Constitution and bed down with socialism and Marxism. So the the microcosm, which is pretty big actually, is cities like San Francisco failing. Uh, Could it result in your cities or New York City uh, going bankrupt? Yeah, absolutely could. It's already happening in other countries. So uh, let them, uh, you know, do not interrupt the enemy in the process of destroying him or herself. That's what's happening. But I think it'll eventually turn around. Unfortunately, you'll be one of the last people to know it in San Francisco. Let's take a break and come back. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. Waiting for uh, James Rosen of Newsmax to call us. He's a very busy man. We hope to get him on here very shortly. Sometimes he gets a little uh, a little busy standing there on the South Lawn of the White House. Rye Texera, the liberal patriot, wrote a uh, uh, piece that I was uh, forwarded to me by my buddy Lee. Thank you, Lee. Uh, it's official: the Democrats have a non-white voter problem. Biden leads Trump by a mere fifty-three twenty-eight percent margin among those voters in the merge of the 2022-2023 Time Sienna college polls. Democrats have lost ground among non white voters in almost every election over the decade. Even as racially charged fights over everything from a border to anthem kneeling during the national anthem might have uh might have just expected to produce the exact opposite result. Um here's what's going on. The Democrat Party has forever uh, known that the black vote was theirs, and so they've written them off. They don't need to do anything for the black voter, they don't need to do anything for the downtrodden, because they are reliably Democrat voters. Because you know they've always used the uh, the uh, you know the promise of government largess, but their situations have uh, declined to the I mean, honestly, the pits of the hell. If you look at. Uh, Baltimore City, inner city neighborhoods, schools, they're failing. Illinois, uh, California can go on and on. And, and the least who can afford anything are the ones who are paying the price for just bad policy. And, and, and the same goes with women. Women women were only, uh, you know, the, the Democrat Party still thinks that women just uh, exist to abort their babies. That's it. That's all. And, and honestly, what a, what a hollow and awful platform. Oh, you can kill the baby inside of you. Well, most women wait to have a baby because they want to have a baby and they want to start a family. So there's that, you know. I've always said about uh, inner city voters, the Democrat Party, what they do is they promise and they promise and they promise. Election Day comes the next morning. Democrat Party walks out, leaves some money on the dresser and says, thanks for your vote. And that's what we're seeing. And the same goes with poor white people. Uh, they know that uh, it's the opposite. Actually, poor white people—they will never get the votes. They—they they, they will go with Trump this election cycle, or you know, someone who they relate to in the Republican Party. And so they say, "Screw them as well." So they don't care about black people. They don't care about minorities. They're—they're they're allowing the southern border to flood, and it's the first people impacted by it are, are minorities and poor people. And, and so they've written off both groups. They've written off both groups. They think that blacks are going to vote for them, and they know that poor white people aren't going to vote for them. So scrum Don't help out East Palestine. Don't help out uh, Baltimore schools. Make more promises that will never get fixed. And it's not working anymore. Uh, May, Washington Post poll. What do you think? Who do you think did a better job of handling the economy? Non-white respondents. Trump, 48 to 41. August uh, Fox News poll. Two thirds of non white voters rated their personal financial situation as only fair or poor and barely made over a quarter. Uh, and, and barely over a quarter said the Biden administration had made the economy better. And then there's this. Yeah, yeah.
6: Trump the done. back at it again. Shout out Big Tucker, Alex Stein, JP Sears, Jordan Peterson, and Ben Shapiro. They call me Number two
3: on the R&B charts last week. Races, fake news. But
6: Kodak Mazoa got love for my Haitians. They cool. The media, you're full of these federal agents. Break rules. America first, these candidates hate it. And hate you, keep it's now stay true. Everybody they were loving me, to so the media was switching up on me. Now they all try to come for me and get a little piece of my money. Greatest president of all time. If you think not you must think The only president I love more is them blue honey Ben Franklin's.
3: There you go. So that is uh, uh artificial intelligence song. Uh spoken in the language of R and B rap. Uh, African American, you know, although a lot of white guys do it as well, but that's what it was. It's it's real, you know. It's real, and it and it's becoming increasingly real. And they're realizing the uh, the uh, parts of the population are realizing maybe they were just played, maybe they just been played by the Democrat Party, maybe the Democrat Party doesn't have anything for them. Maybe after sixty years of sycophantically voting for the Democrat Party, seeing their situation deteriorate, yeah, maybe they've been played, man. Dies in Fulton County Jail after being found unresponsive, marking the sixth inmate to die since July. Oh, okay, we have James Rosen on the Newsmax hotline, better late than never. James Rosen, how are you today, sir? My apologies for
2: my tardiness. The full story of my escape from the narco-terrorists will have to await the Netflix documentary. Series. Again, my apologies. <laughs> hey, you know,
3: I I got to tell you, uh, you know, I, I I I'm sad for Corinne Jean Pierre. She is uh, in Vogue magazine. She's broken up from uh, her partner, and I could see why it would be difficult to to have a relationship with her because every time you get into an argument, she says something like, you know, uh, I don't have anything on that right now. Uh, you know, Jen Saki would say, uh, let's circle back to that. So I would assume if you you know, like if I said to my wife and my wife said, why did you buy a riding lawnmower? And I said something like, you know, I don't have anything on. On that right now? My wife would say, well, then you're going to sleep on the couch right now. So I think maybe that could be part of it. Maybe, maybe I'm oh, wrong I, here. I, I,
2: I would tell you that uh, I know for sure I would be um, chanting uh, serious uh, risk if I were to, uh, to in the middle of an argument with Mrs. Rosen, direct her to another agency or to the White House <laughs> Counsel's office. Um, however, with respect to Karine Jean-Pierre yeah. and her appearance in Vogue, I certainly don't begrudge her appearance in Vogue. Um, You know, uh, Vogue often covers uh, women in positions of power, and they they do special modeling shoots for those issues. Corrine looked great in in those outfits. Um, I, of course, was saddened to hear about um, the end of um, her relationship with Suzanne Malvo, I know both people and uh, think highly of them both.
3: I wonder what magazine you could be on. I'm just trying to think about this. Maybe Vogue wouldn't be a very good fit. I'll have to, I'll have to think about that, James. Popular <laughs> mechanics, perhaps. All me- <laughs> right, man. Hey, so I'm seeing Byron Donalds on Newsmax this morning talking about uh, the GOP, James Comer, telling him they've got enough votes for an impeachment inquiry. Uh, do you think that's going to happen when they go back in session?
2: I think it's almost a certainty at this point, And it would appear... Uh, to be driven uh, as much by the evidence that's been accumulated to date, which has been circumstantial. Certainly no smoking guns of of presidential or then-Vice President Biden's involvement uh, in um, illegal activities or um, in his son's business in general. Uh, But it is also a reflection of Speaker McCarthy's uh, precarious state within his own conference, uh, and the folks who were instrumental in him securing the gavel to become speaker back in January, uh, the folks who were part of the Hard Right Freedom Caucus, um, are, are insistent that this proceeding should, or these inquiries should, should commence. And so it's a function both of uh, some interesting and intriguing interim evidence that's been developed, but also the hard math on the House floor.
3: I think this is. Uh, these are interesting times for sure. I don't think, um, at least in, in my lifetime, I've seen anything. I don't really remember much about Watergate. Um, but this is uh, the, this this is uncharted water to some degree when you consider the amount of evidence that could be presented. Um, what, what do you see? Obviously, this will impact the election, uh, it, and I, I personally feel that this will precipitate his exit from the race, uh, but you know, well, that's, my, that's my gut. What do you, what do you think is going to come out of this, and, and, and these precarious waters we're treading, what, what do you think is, uh, is, is happening?
2: Well, I, I wouldn't uh, natural, or necessarily assume that um, additional disclosures or the disclosures we've had to date about the Hunter Biden case will quote obviously have an impact on the election the the polls show that voters right now are motivated chiefly by their concerns about the economy uh and that's probably uh got something to do with the fact that despite four criminal indictments Donald Trump can remain uh the far and away the, the GOP primary field frontrunner um and 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 tie or do better than tying Uh, Joe Biden in hypothetical head-to-head matchups for 2024. That shows you that the chief preoccupation of certainly the GOP primary electorate, and to some extent the general electorate, is not uh, these allegations against the former president, but bread and butter issues that are closer to home.
3: And I agree with you. I agree with you to some some extent. Of course, bread and butter issues. That's always been the case, James. But... I do believe that these prosecutions are being perceived differently by the electorate than ever before. So I don't think you could separate and you can call both in uh, you know uh, impeachment versus indictment on equal footing and therefore we we defer to the old oh the economy sucks blah 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 So I'm, I'm going to disagree with you but but continue your thought on that I, I think there's some well, other dynamics play, happening.
2: I think of of much greater uh, uh, concern to President Biden and his aides and his campaign staff at this point uh, than the Hunter Biden allegations. And, of course, that's going to get messier because there are published reports indicating that the younger Mr. Biden is going to be criminally indicted by the end of the month. But even more um, disturbing, I think, for the president, his aides, and his campaign staff, than anything having to do with Hunter Biden Um, uh, is the polling data surrounding uh, views, even inside the Democratic Party, of President Biden's age and his fitness to continue serving as president. The CNN poll uh, that was released yesterday, which had a raft of dismal numbers for President Biden's overall job performance, his handling of the economy, his stamina to serve, um, all of this has got to be of great concern. And so um, um, I would say that it's interesting that in uh, the last public appearance that the president did uh, before his uh, well, the last sort of rally that he held, which was uh, on Monday, it was an official event, but it looked and sounded a lot like a political event. It was in Philadelphia. It was a Labor Day event. And he was flanked by Big Labor, just as he was when he kicked off his campaign, his first rally uh, for re-election in June uh, in Philadelphia, surrounded by Big Labor. Uh, but the attack line against a former President Trump had nothing to do with the indictments. It had nothing to do with some broader argument about Donald Trump and democracy. Rather, the president's attack line against his predecessor, Uh, was that he uh, shipped jobs out to China. We're bringing them back from China. Uh,
3: (laughs) No, we're giving them to China.
2: (laughs) As as Mr. Biden put it, the last guy saw things from Park Avenue uh, point of view. I see things from Scranton, Pennsylvania point of view. Uh, The point in me uh, raising this with you and our listeners is that, uh, again, uh, the, 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 uh, the, the perception appears to be on the part of President Biden and his top aides and his campaign staff that in in order to uh, prevail in a hypothetical head-to-head matchup against a rematch of 2020 against former President Trump, uh, the arguments that President Biden is going to have to make uh, is not about um, criminal indictments or threats to democracy, but rather, I'm better on the economy than the last guy was. Uh, And you see that in the rhetoric that the president is choosing now.
3: Let me ask you this question. I, I found it curious yesterday that CNN is not, by and large, covering uh, Hunter Biden and Joe Biden's business deals with China and Ukraine, yet they decided to poll about this. Uh, and, the, and the survey results showed 67, 61% of Americans believe that then-VP Biden had some involvement in Hunter Biden's dis- business dealings. 42% said that Joe had acted illegally. 66% of respondents said that Joe Biden's actions related to his uh, son Hunter Biden's business dealings in ukraine and china were illegal why would cnn do a poll on something that they uh, are not covering i i think it's a couple of things i think one of them is and i've never seen this happen they're fishing to see if they should cover the story <laughs> I I, otherwise i don't understand how they could why would they why would they not ignore it if, if they're, well, if they're I not doing this... any
2: particular motivation to okay. polling.
3: Of course, because you're a journalist, whatever. But <laughs> um, and I, and I'm really not prepared to say that. CNN no, I understand.
2: Not I understand. The Hunter Biden case at all. I, I, I would have to make a much uh, closer study of CNN's programming and, and all the transcripts for all the various shows. Going back to 2020, when this reporter, the one that's on the phone with you now, Rob, wrote the story that Hunter Biden was under active FBI criminal investigation, I suspect you would find that CNN has covered the story to some extent. Here's what's fascinating because you mentioned we both used the phrase then Vice President Biden, and we've talked about the prospect imminently of impeachment inquiries being opened up in the House of Representatives against the incumbent president. Uh, But uh, as far as I understand, uh the, the the areas of inquiry for this impeachment proceeding uh would have to do with actions that mister Biden took when he was vice president or when he was former vice president. And it's unclear to me uh that there's any basis in the Constitution or certainly any precedent for pursuing impeachment against a sitting president for actions he took or allegedly took prior to his presidency. Um, I suspect Kevin McCarthy, the House Speaker and his allies uh in the GOP conference are, are huddling with constitutional scholars and historians presently uh, to see if there is a way around that uh, in the language of the Constitution or in some sort of case law that's evolved since then but to my knowledge it, it the, the 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 provisions of the Constitution that provide for impeachment of the president have to do with high crimes and misdemeanors treason, treason or bribery uh, but I believe it, the the at least the unspoken implication in the Constitution there is that those acts would have had to have occurred uh, have occurred while the individual is sitting in the Oval Office. And
3: what they're going to have to do is they're going to have to see how it's impacted policy now. And that's the thing. One uh, other question. Yeah. One, one other question. Uh, David Weiss says he's going to indict uh, Hunter Biden on this gun charge. I think it's uh, another flim-flam, another BS. Uh, what do you think about David Weiss and uh, the Hunter Biden? And, you know, the possibility he could spend 10 years in jail. Uh, I obviously am an opinionated person. I'm an opinion maker. You are a journalist. What are your thoughts on, uh, on David Weiss and announcing that he's going to uh, come up with a new indictment for Hunter Biden about the gun?
2: What remains undisclosed to, to my eye is uh, whether this is all there was uh, or all that uh, the special counsel, David Weiss, and his team of attorneys had in mind when they withdrew from the plea agreement with Hunter Biden. As you'll recall, the dispute that erupted in court over that uh, plea agreement was that it did or did not cover any potential future charges against Hunter Biden? Hunter Biden's defense team rather sensibly wanted for their client, if he agreed to this plea deal, to be spared any prospect of future prosecutions. Uh, the special counsel's office maintained that no, that was not a provision of the agreement. So um, if Special Counsel Weiss was fighting in court for the ability to continue charging Hunter Biden with um, with potential crimes beyond those that were included in the plea deal. Why is it that now that we are seeing uh, evidence of some potential imminent indictment, that it's limited just to the gun charge? What was it beyond the terms of the deal that the special counsel had in mind for potential future prosecution of? The younger Mr. Biden. That we don't know at this point.
3: Very good. I gotta run because we're up against a hard break. Uh, great to talk to you. Great to once again show that I am the American tourist and you are the palace guard at Buckingham Palace. The dynamic is there. Uh, you're always great, my friend. Thank you for joining me, James, and have a glorious weekend with your family. Same to
2: you, Same you Rob. Thank you.
3: you. Alright, this is the Rob Carson Show. Jimmy Fallon is being accused of creating a toxic work environment. So, uh, 16 current and former uh, staffers say his hissy fits forced them to sob in crying rooms, made their hair fall out, and triggered suicidal thoughts. Are they snowflakes or is he a real jerk? I I don't know. I don't know. I I, I don't uh, really dislike Jimmy Fallon, but uh, there appears to be kind of this. This happens. This dynamic happens, I guess. It's kind of the Ellen uh, Ellen DeGeneres kind of thing. But uh, basically, if Jimmy was in a bad mood, everybody is bleeped. One uh, former employee uh, says Jimmy has since said he apologized and he's coming out, he's doing a mea culpa, et cetera. I just, I'm disappointed in the late night period. Uh, you know, I remember watching late night and enjoying it. Yes, I'm old school. Maybe many of you don't even know Johnny Carson. But uh, that's the reason I use the name Carson, because he's a great entertainer. And uh, and I just think the, the people who are, like, like the federal government, the people who are in charge right now, uh, you know, kind of suck at it. Uh, particularly Stephen Colbert, particularly Jimmy Kimmel, who we don't hear about anymore. Jimmy Fallon, it wasn't as political. And uh, I, I would believe... I would think that he is more universally talented than the other ones, to be quite honest. Um, uh, Conan O'Brien, I thought, was the funniest man on television, just the funniest guy. If you are uh, somebody who appreciates comedy, Uh, Gutfeld is doing a great job, and he's doing it from a conservative uh, perspective, and it's working. And it's working, because the other networks are just parroting the same crap. And Gutfeld has this really cool dynamic. He's got some people in there, millennials, uh, sometimes Gen Z, kind of surrounding, offering their opinion. He's offering the funny. So respect. I mean, it works. Conservative comedy works. You'd know that if you watch Rob Carson's What in the World. We just uh, finished up the episode for this weekend. I think you're really going to enjoy it. Uh, It runs uh, uh, tomorrow night, Saturday night, uh, Sunday, and then again on Monday morning. If you want listings, just go to Newsmax.com. Uh, NewsmaxTV.com, I should say, NewsmaxTV.com, and, uh, and check out the listings. Also, Donald Trump tonight from South Dakota at 9 o'clock. Download the Newsmax app and whatnot. Uh, coming up next, day, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, Brooklyn and New York. And Alex from Brooklyn, you hold on, we'll have you on. Uh, got some uh, r- unbelievable audio from Eric Adams. And also, California's Prop 47 has been a nightmare, and, uh, and uh, Democrat politicians are regretting it. Yay, this is The Rob Carson Show.
2: This is the Rob Carson Show.
1: And by the grace of God, of course it is
3: finally Friday and this is the last hour of the show. The number is 800-922-6680. I've got much much news about Democrat cities who uh, bedded down with Marxist nonsense and have wrecked their cities including uh, Eric Adams, who uh, took over for Bill de Blasio and uh, didn't quite double down on stupid, but pretty close. Uh, certainly that happened in Chicago. Uh, uh, that, that happened in Chicago. They doubled down on stupid there. Uh, th- now you just got stupid light in New York. But we'll get to that in, uh, in a moment. A couple of notes on the uh, economy. And some of you need to know. Ten-year uh, record for credit card and loan defaults. What did I tell you a few months ago when credit card debt was growing? I said that people were uh, living on their credit cards. Well, sooner or later, you got to pay back the credit card company. I know. I've been there. Seventy million credit card accounts have been open since 2019. Credit card debt has surpassed $1 trillion. Sooner or later, they're going to come calling. Seventy-eight percent of Americans who earn less than $50,000 are also living paycheck to paycheck a rate that has increased 4% since July and September, and 61% of U.S. consumers live paycheck to paycheck. This, as Wells Fargo, uh, is shuttering three more branches in November as a banking bloodbath sweeps the nation. That's happening, too. Wells Fargo is concerned it will axe three more branches in November amidst widespread banking bloodbath. Doesn't that make you feel good about your money? Knowing that PNC has closed 201 locations this year, U.S. Bank 185, Wells Fargo 160, J.P. Morgan Chase 54, Bank of America 49. We've had two of the biggest bank collapses in U.S. history this year that get little play. And yet, we're expected to say, oh, our money's fine. It's just fine. I think you should start maybe doing some investigation about uh, diversifying your portfolio and having precious metals in your hand. How about that? It's a good idea right now because who the hell knows what's going to happen? As we go into this this uh, unbelievable election year, all of the nonsense that's happening, you've got layoffs, inflation, recession. Maybe it's time for you to get in touch with Swiss America. They'll help you get started. And if you want to start off, you know, very simply, just just uh, you can you can buy these awesome U.S. Walking Liberty half dollars at the amazingly low price of just thirteen dollars and fifty cents each, delivered. Limit two hundred fifty per customer while supplies last. It's not currency, like paper currency, because paper currency, what's that going to be worth if the banking system collapses? <laughs> Here's the number, guys. If you want to learn more, you want to order these. Wonderful U.S. Walking Liberty half dollars for 1350 250 for customer. Here's a number. 800-289-2646. 800-289-2646. Or you can visit SwissAmerica.com slash Carson. When you call or text that number... Mention my name, Rob Carson, and you will be eligible to get these wonderful silver Walking Liberty Half Dollars for thirteen fifty each delivered to your door. 800-289-2646, 800-289-2646, or visit SwissAmerica.com slash Carson, all right? Do that uh, right away. Uh, message and data rates apply. Message and data rates apply. All right, before we dive into uh, the uh, state of New York right now and get to my phone call from Alex, I think we need a little comedy. It's not too early for Halloween comedy, as far as I'm concerned, when it's making fun of people
4: like Eric Adams. This is Jim Goss. leadership's not pretty. He's ruined New York City. He's made things really crappy. Eric Adams ought to go. Nice rhyme. The problem is keep proclaiming their new york family he had a revelation <laughs> illegals hurt our nation but that train has left the station and adam's needs to go all right
3: there you go we'll call that our official introduction of alex in brooklyn alex how you doing my brother on this friday
4: hey rob
9: thanks for that uh, great song i mean you've not the situation but <laughs> no. i think we got to make fun of our circumstances you know I heard some people say, hey, you can't make fun of Joe Biden because, you know, he's the president of the United States. You've got to have respect for the thing. Uh, well, yeah, we've got to be able to make fun of our politicians. I think Joe Biden is one of them because we're the victims. It's not Joe Biden's not the victim of the fact that he's a terrible president, the fact that he's a cognitive mess. The American people are. And one of the ways of coping with problems is, is, is laughing about it. And, and that's, you know, what you do every day on your show, and you do a great job with that. But here in New York, we have this migrant crisis, and I, I think it's going to play a very big role in this upcoming election. And I think in other places in the country uh, where Democrats are being affected now for the first time by the ramifications of having this open border, because this is the first time that the illegal migrants are reaching Democratic states like New York in the numbers of thousands of thousands. And I find it hypocritical that you have these same Democratic voters that were 100 percent fine when the situation was going on in Texas. And they said, hey, you people in Texas, you got to sacrifice your standard of living because the poor people in Mexico going and Honduras are, are living, you know, a low standard of uh, good quality of life. And we got to let them in here. And so they said you, it's a burden you got to take upon yourself. And now when they're coming to New York, they're flipping out and saying, hey, get them out of here. I'm, I'm outraged about having these migrants in New York, but I was never for the open border, and I think I'm entitled to be upset about it. But if you're a Democrat that was fine with the open border and you, you wanted these people to come in here, then you should have to sacrifice your standard of living, your quality of life, just like those people did in Texas, unwillingly. I mean, if, if I was for an open border, say the situation in Mexico is that people were dying left and right, and we, were, we had a system where we had hundreds of thousands of illegal uh, or legal migrants coming in here into this country, um, and without the criminals, without the cocaine, I would say we have to allow them in here, even if, if it's going to cost us all that money, and even if it's going to crowd the cities. I wouldn't change my mind when they reach my city. But that's what these Democrats are doing. I mean, it's the first time. First time Alex, look, look, at,
3: uh, go, go ahead, finish that, finish I want to add something. Okay, here. Go it's ahead. Just,
9: it just, it's just, usually, uh, you know, the, the politicians are the problem and they're doing horrible things and terrible policies and they don't care about the American people. I don't like saying negative things about, you know, other fellow Americans. I think Democrats are usually, you know, brainwashed by the media. But in this case, it shows total hypocrisy on the part of the voters themselves and the Democratic Party.
3: What an absolute insult it is to New York where Ellis Island welcomed so many who wanted to come to America and assimilate they wanted to celebrate their their heritage they established neighborhoods where their heritage was thick Italian neighborhoods Irish neighborhoods but they were all Americans they were all Americans meanwhile now we have every jackass in the world coming here uh, emptying out prisons in places like Venezuela and coming here they have no plan to assimilate all they do is expect and and the fact that uh, New York is spending 385 dollars a night for illegal to stay in hotels and they want to build a stinking tent city and uh, battery park at a cost of $20,000 per illegal is an insult to everything that built New York and New York City of all is, is a, uh, a city of immigrants. It is. It really. And but these are these are legal immigrants. That those are the ones who built, you know, New York. And those are the ones who hung their flag under the American flag. And that's what's not happening here. What do you think, Alex? As as a resident, I've heard things like people in Staten Island are saying we want to secede. That's a very difficult process. But but this has to be turning against entrenched Democrats. This has to be biting Eric Adams in the butt.
9: A hundred percent. And you know what I think we're going to see very soon? Eric Adams is going to try to make sure that these illegal migrants in New York are eligible to vote by the next mayoral election when the time comes for that. Because he knows that this is really going to cost him the election as well as the crime situation. You know, this moron ran on fighting crime, comes in as a mayor, didn't do a damn thing about it, had no plan. And I hate the people that give Eric Adams credit. You know, but you have those people, even some conservatives that say, well, he's calling it out as a problem. He's the mayor of New York who ran a fighting crime He didn't do a damn thing about it. He went down to the border, invited all these illegal migrants here to New York, and now he's saying, oh, my, we got a crisis. Help me out. Help me out. No, he caused it, and it should cost him the election, but I really hope he doesn't try that dirty game of uh, taking all these illegal migrants and making them able to vote in this election in the hopes that they're going to show their gratitude to him um, and they'll there will be there
3: will be riots in the happen. streets dude there will be riots in the streets and I'm not I'm not there will be people in streets marching I'm not seeing burning stuff but they, but they they will shut down the city New York City's 4.7 billion dollar migrant bill is equal to the cost of critical services like sanitation parks and fire department combined did you know that Alex
9: uh, I heard it's, it's it's $10 billion. It's going to be really soon. How much is it going to cost us? And, you know, we're leaving behind the homeless veterans. You know, you have homeless people here in New York. Okay, they they chose to stay outside. Some of them, some of them are mentally ill. Okay, but they have these homeless veterans that are homeless. They're mentally ill because they serve this country. And we're not giving them a dime compared to what we're giving these illegal uh, migrants. And, and that is despicable. That is totally unexplainable and inexcusable that we're we're doing it for these migrants. And they're doing it for one reason, these Democrats. It's all about the vote. And maybe there are other reasons, but I think we're going to see a really, really soon how they're going to try to make these people be able to vote. And you know what? It might blow up in their faces because these people are coming from countries that have a messed up system of government. So they know what a messed up system of government looks like. So they're seeing inflation. here. You have migrants that came in here two years ago, and they're seeing all these prices going up while Joe Biden's president. They see crime skyrocketing. And I, and I wonder, will these illegal migrants say to themselves, hey, I'm watching the United States turn into a hellhole. Am I going to vote for these Democratic politicians that allowed me in here because I have gratitude for them while they're destroying this country. Because if I do vote for these Democratic politicians, what will then be the point of me having left Mexico if it turns into the same situation as uh, the country that I came from? So it might blow up in the Democratic politicians' faces, and I hope that happens.
3: Okay, Alex, I appreciate it, brother. Have a glorious uh, weekend. Have a glorious, glorious weekend. Yeah, here's Eric Adams. uh, uh, Eric Bowling shared last night. uh, uh, Eric Adams, who's uh, you know, he was all down with sanctimony cities, and that's what when Democrats say they want to invite illegals and all that, it's uh, sanctimony cities. It's virtue signaling. They had no intention of actually having them in their city. But you little places like El Paso, you or Brownsville, you can deal with it. We don't care if people die on your property as they sneak across the southern border. We don't care air if there are uh, uh, cocaine mules crossing your property. No, but when it comes to, uh, you know, your, your New York City that's a sanctimony city, then all of a sudden things are bad. I don't care. I don't give a rat's behind. I hope that Eric Adams is saddled with this the rest of his damned life. But here is uh, Eric Adams uh, 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 changing his tune on being a sanctimony city. So now in a shocking new development, Mayor Eric Adams of New York City is now warning that the influx of illegal migrants showing up to his city
0: is a crisis that will destroy it. He's also tearing into President Biden for ignoring his pleas for help, saying the White House has given no support for the
6: Thousands of asylum seekers arriving each month. Watch him explain. There's no end in sight for America's mm-hmm. largest city. Never in my life, Boo-hoo. have I had a problem, loser, that I did not see an ending to. <laughs> I don't see an ending to this. Yeah, I don't see an ending to this. This issue will destroy New York City. Hey, man, you started it. Destroy New York City. Yeah, we're getting ten. 1,000 migrants a month.
3: Well, your policy.
6: One time we were just in Venezuela. Now we're in Ecuador. Oh, too bad. Now we're getting Russian-speaking coming through Mexico. Now we're getting uh, Western Africa. Now we're getting people from all over the globe have made their minds up that they're going to come through the southern part of the border and come into New York City. Yeah, let's not forget
3: about those Saudi Arabian uh, 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 people who came to uh, New York in 2001. Let's not forget those illegals. Yeah, they flew from planes into buildings. Here's Eric Adams uh, not too long ago saying the exact opposite. It's just rich that his policy, he's bitching about his policy now and how it's impacting people. He started this. Remember when Mayor Adams
6: had a starkly different view of illegal migrants flooding the great city of New York? You pledged uh, during your campaign to uh, keep New York City a sanctuary, a city. Do you have any concern that 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 policy uh, is is attracting more people to the border, more people to cross the border to make that dangerous trip? Uh, No, not at all. Uh, This city has always been a sanctuary (laughs) city, and we've always managed those who wanted to come to uh, New York City to pursue the American dream.
3: There you go, old Eric. There's your bed right there. Go lie in it, man. You made that bed go lie in it. And that's going to happen across the country. And these cities are going to be facing more hardship. And ultimately, this will fail. We're going to take a break. Jason, you hold on. You'll be next. Also, Bob, you too. California's Prop 47 is also doing a major face plan. And Democrats are uh, have no one to blame but themselves. That's on the way. This is the Rob Carson Show.
6: You pledged uh, during your campaign to uh, keep New York City a sanctuary, a city, uh, do you have any concern that that, that policy uh, is is is, for, is attracting more people to the border, more people to cross the border to make that dangerous no, trip? Uh, no, not at all. Uh, this city has always been a sanctuary city, and we've always managed those who wanted to come to uh, New York City to pursue the American dream.
3: Well, you say that this is going to destroy the city, congratulations, sir. Your name's on that, Eric Adams of New York. Your name is on the descent of your city into hell. Minnesota libertarian politician who campaigned liberal politician who campaigned to dismantle the police department falls victim to carjacking and assault. Now calls for tougher juvenile penalties. Shivanti Sen, sorry, Seth Anandan, vice chair of the Minnesota DFL, which is the Farmers and Laborers. Uh, Party, which is a communist party. It's a socialist slash communist hammer and sickle party always has been. So anyway, a vocal advocate of defunding the police has found herself on the receiving end of the crime she once believed could be solved through social programs. She was uh, violently carjacked and assaulted in her uh, driveway in broad daylight as her young children looked on in horror. She uh, is now calling for tougher penalties for juvenile offenders. It's kind of weird. It's like Eric Adams saying that we are a sanctuary city and there will be no problems. And then when it happens, then it's somebody else's problem. Uh, what's the expression I'm looking for? Oh, yes. A boo, a fricate, a hoo. You could, have been, uh, you, could, uh, you could have been reading the obituary for me and my children today, but instead I'm here to write this. Look at my face. These criminals will not win. We need to take back our city, and this will not be the last time you hear from me about this. Well, where were you when hundreds of millions of dollars of damage were done to Uptown and other areas of the city? I used to live as well, you watched it burn, you jackweed. Sorry, I get a little worked up. I used to live there. The incident involved four young men. She suffered a broken leg, lacerations on her head, an extension bruising. Doesn't matter if it's other people, though. It was just poor people in the inner city. It's their problem. Her children and neighbors were threatened at gunpoint during the incident. Yesterday, my children and I were violently carjacked in the driveway of our home in Minneapolis. Four very young men, all carrying evil guns, beat me violently to the ground in front of our kids. Uh, the man held our neighbors at gunpoint when they ran over and tried to help me all in broad daylight. Let Look at the, the, my face in this picture. This is the face of a mother who has just had the bleep beaten out of her. Let me run far enough and fight hard enough so that my kids have a chance to get away. This is the face of a mother who just listened to her four-year-old daughter screaming nonstop and her seven-year-old son waiting for someone to come help because bad guys are murdering his mama in the backyard. doesn't matter if they're black people in inner cities. If you're a Democrat, screw them. It's only a problem if you just happen to be a member of the Minnesota DFL. These men knew what they're doing. I had no doubt they have done this before, yet they are still on our streets. No bail. Killing mothers, giving babies psychological trauma that a lifetime of therapy cannot erase with no hesitation and no remorse. Look at my face. Remember me when you are thinking about supporting letting juveniles and young people out of custody to roam our streets instead of holding them accountable for their actions. Honestly, uh, you know what you can do with that. In two, June 2020, she wrote this post. We are going to dismantle the Minneapolis Police Department. Say it with me. Dismantle the Minneapolis Police She added, as allies, what can we do right now? Listen and learn from our black siblings, then amplify this message right now in this movement. MPD has systematically failed the black community. They have failed all of us. It's time to build a new infrastructure that works for all communities. If you are still disagreeing with that basic fact, I'm not sure what to say to you. Too bad, so sad. Tough bleep said the kitty. That's another expression that I'd like to use here. You know what? You voted for it. You made that bed. You lie in it. It's happened in San Francisco. And if you keep voting Democrat or DFL, the glorious thing is it's really exposing itself. The Democrat Party is exposing itself as a party of ignorance, failure, uh, stupidity. I can go on and on. I, I absolutely love it. I mean, I'm sorry she got hurt and everything, but seriously, did you call the police that you wanted to do fun? Because honestly, couldn't you just have had a counselor come by, talk to the guys as they were beating you up and running you over in front of your kids, right? It's good enough for people in the inner city. Why isn't that good enough for you? Last half hour of the show right ahead. Jason and Bob, you hold on. You'll be next on The Rob Carson Show. And Zeppelin. <laughs> so California's Prop 47 leads to a rise in shoplifting. What it was was this, uh, it, it gave uh, shoplifters and addicts the greed light to commit crimes as long as the merchandise they stole uh, cost $900 or less, $950 or less in value, which is as stupid as being a sanctuary city. But they did it anyway, and now everybody's regretting it. Uh, Over in the city by uh, the Bay's famous Tenderloin District, which is uh, hell on earth, 21-year-old mother of two and former heroin junkie told Fox News when uh, times were tough, she's stolen from stores. If my babies need diapers or formula, who's going to get that for me? No one. I have to do it. They ain't out here arresting people for shoplifting, and everybody knows about it. Prop 47 is seen by critics as one of California's biggest blunders, Democrats. Did it, supported by the state Democrat Party, championed by American Civil Liberties Union, the ACLU always on the wrong side of everything. The referendum was passed by a wide margin in 2014. The idea behind it was to reduce certain nonviolent felonies and misdemeanors to, or, in order to free up resources for cops and prosecutors to focus on violent offenders. Problem is, international uh, dealers have moved in uh, from the southern border to buy stolen goods. So people go in there, buy their, uh, you know, they steal a bunch of Tide detergent or some condoms or whatever, and they sell it half price to the drug, uh, to the, uh, to the uh, international uh, drug dealers or whatever. Drug addicts, often homeless, need money for a fix. They walk into a store, steal merchandise, sell it for half the value. Buy more drugs. My thing is, I tell them all the time, if we end the fencing, this is a quote from one of the people, uh, if we end the fencing, prosecute the fencing, or do something with the fencing, people won't have money to buy drugs. Most of the drugs bought are from shop breaking into cars. If they don't have a market for these goods, they don't break into cars or shoplift anymore. Well, no bleep, Sherlock. No bleep. But, you know, and this is glory. I think it's, I think, you know, I hate the suffering. I, but, you know, if you voted for it, tough, tough bleep. If you voted for it, tough bleep. That's all I got to say. And there are folks who are also exploiting children. Yeah. Teenagers uh, know that there are no consequences anymore. Part of the game. If you get caught, all you got to do is get out of the store. Congratulations, Democrats. You know, all of these socialistic, paradise, utopian bullcrap is, is doing a face plant. And we didn't even need to divide the country in two to do it. It's so wonderful. It's It's wonderful and awful at the same time. Yeah. Let's go to Jason in New Hampshire. I met Jason when I was in Concord at Benny media 's pulse of New Hampshire jason what 's up my friend hey what 's going on Rob? Hey, before not much tr-
0: point i'm sure I'm sure you take have peace of mind that when Joe Biden talked to Mitch McConnell that everything sounded fine i'm sure i'm sure you have a lots of peace of mind
3: in that, right <laughs> They speak, speak the same language <laughs> oh dear Are God, you it, you would like, it would be a, like he oh would be yeah my God. It would be like Lurch from the Adams family meets Tarzan, meets uh, Jodie Foster as Nell. It's a movie and from the 90s. They all need
0: their own translators. I mean, <laughs>
3: totally
0: well,
3: yes, yes. Hey, so, What's on your mind today, bro?
0: Hey, I'm calling because um, last week you had a caller from New Hampshire call. Uh, there was a transplant here from Colorado named Corky Messner. He ran for Senate. He was trying to get Trump off of the uh, New Hampshire ballot, primary ballot. Um, and uh, see, uh, I hear the news. Noise going on with Colorado, and you know those listening in Colorado. Hey, you need to do what we did in New Hampshire, all right? We we got a petition going, and within 24 hours, the Secretary of State, the Governor, everybody backed down because you know what? The elections are for the people, not for the Amen, governments.
4: bro. We have bet.
0: got to make sure that they understand that. That it's, it's all about us, and we can't let them pull this crap on us. We can't let no, them No, because
3: it. you know what, dude? It, because if you do this, you're going down the slippery slope to the government choosing all the candidates just like they do in every third-world hellhole. And you will be stuck with it. Democrats, I hate to tell you this, it's already happening to you. It's already nope. over for you. You have no choice. You look at this old decrepit uh, human being who can't even put a thought together. That's your choice. Welcome to Venezuela but that's I'm glad any anybody
0: people run run their campaigns in the basement okay that's why okay. Yep. they should never ever ever again be allowed to happen in this country.
3: Jason, brilliant, brilliant comments, and honestly, as always, New Hampshire leads the way uh, with a solution to save democracy, to save the vote, and I, and I think it's wonderful. I'm really glad you called today. I'm really glad. And by the way, any adult, any adult man who still uses the nickname Corky should never be listened to. All right, so Bryant Mesner, a.k.a. Corky, Corky, uh, really, uh, how seriously could you take a man who calls himself Corky? Mm, yeah. <laughs> mm, yeah, probably wears a bike helmet, even when he's not riding a bike. Thanks for the call. <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> Stupid. Stupid. Oh, let's go to Bob in Lake Worth, Florida. Hello there, Bob. Welcome to the show. Rob, how you doing, my man? Well, oh, brother, it's the, I'm, I could be better if the Chiefs would have won last night, but it's Friday. Hey, hey,
10: I, I hear you. Amen to that. Listen, a couple things. Number one, I want you to know that I, too... I'm a recovering alcoholic, and I, too, lost about 40 pounds when I quit drinking. Dude, I'm telling you, it's awesome. It is, it is. The other thing i got to tell you is I am an actual graduate of the University of Advanced Conservative
3: Studies. Oh, with Rush Limbaugh's institution. Hold on, let me. The Limbaugh Institute of Advanced Conservative Studies on the Rush Limbaugh program. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Yes,
10: I'm an actual graduate of that. You know, he says that the courses keep going. Well, I actually graduated from it. And I got to tell you right it. now, this thing that the Democrats are doing right now, they know exactly what they're doing. They know yeah. exactly, Biden's not going to run. There's no way that they can put him up on the ballot. This whole thing with CNN is a setup. I don't trust them as far as I can spit on them.
3: Yeah, I I agree. I I think that them all of a sudden turning him on yesterday on him yesterday and the poll and all that stuff. I think it's it's already predetermined. This is the these are the marching orders coming down from on high in Washington D.C. Start softening up people for the expectation he's not going to be running. I absolutely believe this, Bob. I really do, bro. Oh, I do
10: too. Amen to that. And I think I think that that, that the, the, the grease ball in California is probably going to be on the top of the list. Not because he's such a great—he's—I mean—he's—he's—he's he's, he's terrible, and he's evil, just like all the other Democrats running the party. He's evil, but he's got money, Rob. He's got big money.
3: Big, big, I know, big but money. you know. I just don't think that uh, I. I really think that uh, all of this is collapsing on Democrats uh, in the city level, and the state level, and on the national level. And I think it's going to be real hard for uh, Democrats to do anything. Their 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 magic tricks, their their hat is empty this election cycle. Bob, I got to run. Thanks for the call, bro. Do appreciate it. Do appreciate it. You know what I think we need? I think we need a gender confusion update.
4: Yeah. Gender confusion. What is my gender today? Hey, hey, oh gender confusion.
3: So. I teach my elementary school students about gender identity. Now uh, a father confronted a man trying to enter his daughter's public restroom uh, and viewers say the video shows the same man who went viral in 2019 after going berserk on someone in a GameStop store for calling him sir and repeatedly shouted, it's ma'am. Now in the video, which I can't show you, uh, this person's about about 6'2". He's wearing uh, Daisy Dukes that look like a man wearing Daisy Dukes. He He's got broad shoulders. I think he's wearing some sort of a halter top. Uh, he's a dude. And even his voice, he hasn't had a voiceectomy uh, and none of this. Uh, and I'm just going to call it for what it is. Hey, pervert, don't go in my daughter's bathroom when she's in there. And this is the wh- how I would react. This is how I would react. And uh, and uh, and backlash be damned. And I'm not talking about physically confronting someone. But if this uh, this person, I don't give a crap what you say. If if my daughter is in that bathroom, you ain't going in that bathroom. It is not going to happen. But here is uh, this uh, this uh, transgendered man. Um, I mean, if you could see the video, it's it's phenomenal. It's clearly a dude, l- slightly long hair, thinning, but wearing you know Daisy Dukes. That makes a lot of sense. Here's the dad confronting him.
6: My daughter goes
0: into those bathrooms, and no man needs to be in okay, there. You no understand me? No man. You are a
1: man. You are treated as a man. You are a man. Start acting like a man. Act like a man. act like a
6: man.
1: You're a man.
3: Yeah, he's he's literally he's uh, getting in the guy's face and saying he's going to fight him. I would. I mean, I'm not a violent person, but uh, I see this guy and I'm like, okay, you take the first swing.
1: For, uh, try try it. It. What? What? what happened? Why? Why, Why are you acting this way?
0: Ask I'm somebody. a man. So are you. Very you know rude.
3: Then what are you? I was born intersex, dude. I was it's born intersex. Hilarious. I was born with both. Hey, Everything. Sir, I'm you're gonna sir. have a
1: problem if you keep going into women's bathrooms. Somebody's gonna do something I'm to you. I mean, I'm just telling this. you the truth. I mean, been you yeah,
3: I don't. I don't hear any charges against the dad today. I don't know. Uh, this is the GameStop uh, audio from before. This is uh, four years ago. Excuse me, it's ma'am. It is ma'am. You need to settle down and mind your business,
6: okay? Ma'am, once again, ma'am.
9: I said both of you.
6: No, you said sir. Once again, it's
9: ma'am. I actually said both of you guys.
6: Right beforehand,
3: you said sir. I'm sorry. Uh, I guess I've never heard a woman talk like this before or look like this or or have a penis, for that matter.
6: Mother. Take it outside. <laughs> for
3: again. I will show you a sir. Oh. motherfucker. Whoa. Okay. Wait, 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 okay. All, right, all right. There you go. So the, that number. is the, uh, there you go. So I had to, to, talk, had to believe that there. I like, misgendered
8: several times. There before. you
3: go. All right. So there is the, uh, there is the man uh, in four years ago, four years ago, uh, doing the exact same thing, doing the exact same thing. And I got to tell you, I think that uh, the more we go. Through this, the more dads are going to have to speak out. And I'm not talking about violent. You don't have to be violent. But where have the dads been through all of this nonsense? Where have the dads been through all of this nonsense? nowhere and uh, and maybe it's time that uh, and maybe it's time that dad actually did something about it so uh, that is your uh, gender confusion update uh, on the uh, on the show today uh, sooner or later like I like I've said I've said that sooner or later we are going to be at a point where all of this uh, collapses all of the absurdity of the last three years is going to collapse and, and you recognize this as much as I do I And mean, well, look at this I mentioned this prop 47 which passed uh, obviously uh, a few years before but this is Democrat policy uh, on parade, and it did a, a faceplant. You've got sanctuary cities; uh, it's doing a faceplant. You've got zero uh, bail policies in big cities; it's doing a faceplant. It's it's destroying this. You now have uh, this uh, transgender sure. nonsense. Down I- I- here, uh, you've got these uh, the transgender policies. All of these people betting down with something that uh, clearly is um, is uh, popular. But uh, but it's beginning to badfire because parents are beginning to realize that it was nonsense. It's always been nonsense. And and the, here's another thing about all of this. And the reason why maybe we've reached a boiling point on all of it is because we've been told we couldn't have an opinion on it. We've been told that if we disagree with, uh, you know, Trayvon Martin, uh being killed by george floyd that we're racist we've been told that uh, if we don't agree with black lives matter we're racist we are being told that if we don't think that a four-year-old can change genders that we are a transphobe we've been told that uh having uh, drag queens in story hour in your kid's school is completely normal and if you don't like it you clearly are a homophobe so every time that the democrats pose an outrageous uh policy like this which you know all of these are madness they Immediately call you a phobe. They immediately say you are an is, you are a race is, you are a what is, a sex ist? And I think it's beginning to, uh, I think it's really beginning to collapse on them. I do, I do, I do. Uh, let's take a break, come back. Last break of the show on this Friday. This is the Rob Carson Show.
4: Well, get ready.
3: There is nothing like a little public enemy. Little public enemy. I, um, you know, it's it's interesting. I've been doing kind of this, uh, uh, rediscovery of music since I, uh, got the first, um, I, first time I've juiced a sound system in a car since I was a teenager, right? So I got my first new car in 20 years. I got Buck the Bronco. He just kicks butt. By the way, he's an FJB edition. I've got a little Imbrast uh, sticker on the back there. It's not a sticker. It's actually a, a decal that, that's made of chrome, and it says FJB edition. I sent one to Doug Mastriano, who ran for governor in uh, Pennsylvania. He's got one on his car, too. <laughs> But anyway, I've rediscovered music. And, uh, and one of the things, you know, I've always been a rock guy. When I was in high school, I listened to Black Sabbath. I listened to Iron Maiden. I listened to Zeppelin all the metal artists and all that. But I also, you, you've failed to realize uh, hip-hop and how much hip-hop you know. Uh, I, over the years, I've known everything from Sugar Hill Gang to uh, LL Cool J, uh, Mama, Gonna Knock you, Mama Said Knock You Out. I know all that stuff. And then you move into The Public Enemy, which is extraordinary. Do I disagree with it politically? Yeah. Uh, you know, Rage Against a the Machine. Then you move into uh, early L.A. Sound, uh, Biggie, uh, Tupac, which I never really appreciated until now. Genius music. Disagree with the politics, but some genius music sampling, lyrics... Genius. Um, so you know, there. And I'm I'm also discovering other genres like country music, which I've never been a big fan. I've always been kind of a Willie Nelson, Patsy Klein kind of guy. But I'm listening to Chris Stapleton and uh, and uh, Will uh Colter Colter, Colter Wall Coulter Wall. Holy hell, he's jolly, Johnny Johnny Carson or not Johnny Carse, uh Johnny Cash uh, uh, on it, like reborn like like reincarnated. ridiculous, ridiculous. ridiculous. But Anyway, I hope maybe you get a chance. Maybe I should, nah, I'm not that important. I'd say I'll post some songs that I've added to the playlist on social media like you care. I just love music. (laughs) I just love music, so. Uh, Football coach who won the Supreme Court case to pray on the field quits after his first prayer. Coach Joe Kennedy. Resignation letter. Refers to a series of actions by the school district meant to diminish my role and single me out in what I can only believe in retaliation by the school district. So they had to hire him back, and then they screwed him over. That's what they did. They they hired him back, he got his victory, and he immediately turned in his resignation. Because apparently, and this is uh, according to... Um, Uh, What he wrote to the district, he said the district, uh, it is apparent that the reinstatement ordered by the Supreme Court will not be fully followed after a series of actions meant to diminish my role and single me out in what I can only believe is retaliation by the school district. This is sad. No students joined Kennedy in on-field prayer at Friday night's game under a new district policy that lets coaches pray on the field when not actively supervising players. So what they did is they neutered it. They neutered it, and as long as they start prayers at the distance from the students. What a joke. You idiots. All you're doing is postponing your demise left, okay? All you're doing is postponing your your anti-American demise. On a uh, guest slider, slightly lighter, lighter note, Kevin Costner's wife, Christine Baumgartner, says she's going to have to enter the workforce after her child support was cut in half. Did you hear about this? I mean, honestly, this is ridiculous for the poor woman to have to survive. And you better sit down for this. <sighs> she's only going to get payments of $129,000. $129,000, uh, $129,755 per month. And she's expected to raise her kids, Caden, Hayes, and Grace, on just $130,000 a month. She said that uh, she's probably going to have to pick up a job. Yeah, because, you know, she's used to living, uh, you know, this life. She says that uh, the six figure number would still be insufficient and the result in the kids not living in the same lifestyle with each parent. Well, you know, too bad, so sad, little kitty. I went through some hardship when I was a kid. When my dad retired, I think he was making 30 grand. (laughs) So, anyway. All right, uh, that's going to do it for the content portion of the show. Um, Donald Trump tonight on Newsmax. uh, 9 o'clock Eastern, he's going to be in South Dakota speaking. Christy Gnome presumably will be there. It's a must-see TV, all the analysis and whatnot. I think you'll enjoy it. Also, my TV show this weekend is Rob Carson's What in the World. If you want to laugh at the buffoons in power right now, you will do that. Just go to NewsmaxTV.com for listings. Also, download the Newsmax app. So if you're in the car tonight, Trump comes on, you can listen to it, program it with your car, and listen to it as you drive. It's a great way to do it, the Newsmax app. In the meantime, let's go ahead and take a break, wrap things up. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. That's going to do it for the show, guys. We are winning. We have many battles ahead of us, but we are winning. We can come together and save the country. Check out my TV show this weekend at the podcast, Newsmax.com slash listen. until Monday, don't catch the stupid. See you then. Uh,
1: mm.